Welcome to Book Stories, a Madera South podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Maddox. Today we have Jeff Mushis on the show. Mr. Mushis is a history teacher here at Madera South. We had a great conversation about his early love for goosebumps and horror, how he fits reading into his busy life, and some book recommendations as always. Please enjoy our conversation. Mr. Mushis, what kind of books did you read as a child? I read what most kids my age read at that time, which was Goosebumps, because they were very easy to read, and I can read through them quick. My mom, I remember, bought us a whole collection, my brother and I, and pretty much filled up uh, at least a shelf of different Goosebumps. What was nice is there was also a TV show that went with it. So, You know, Goosebumps is how a lot of us spent our childhoods being scared. Do you remember a specific one? Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it was the it was the headless horseman one, or not horseman headless guy walking down the stairs. Oh no, you know what? The one that gave me nightmares was um, the cut off hands one, mm. where it's um, you know the picture I can see it is playing the piano. I don't remember what it's called, but it was those pair of hands, cut off hands, just chasing you away. Mm. I think my parents tried to get me into uh, some knockoff brand of uh, Goosebumps that was maybe a little more tame and I just would bring them to school and my friends would be like, oh, why are you reading those? You need the real deal. Yeah. And so then I read one and I think it was like an amusement park and just like you, I had nightmares. <laughs> um, so what role did reading play in your family growing up? You know, my dad used to read a lot of um, just magazines of stuff he was interested in, but my mom would read books. Her favorite go-to was Stephen King and um, she would read a lot of those like horror uh, ones. She tried to get us to read in in the summer, but you know it was summer and we didn't have school, so we didn't really choose to do it reading. But that was, I think that got us the first taste of reading when we would always see my mom kind of being there. Um, honestly, you know when when we would go visit my grandma, that's where I really got my interest of reading because. I'd wake up in the morning. I was a morning person and I'd wake up to go get some orange juice or something. And she'd be out there just reading in her chair, you know, every morning and every night. So, and I think that's an underrated thing. Cause a lot of people I've had parents ask me over the years, how do I get my kid to read more? And my first question to them is always, how much do you read? Right. Because just like you, I grew up with family that read in front of me. And so I was modeled to that. This is something that you just do when you have free time, you just pick up a book. And so mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing. Now, how did your reading change as a teenager? Um, I didn't, I was very much like a lot of the students today that I hear of, they play video games and things like that. And I did too. And I think where it started to change was actually my junior and senior year, because that's where we read different books in our English class. And it's kind of interesting to say, but uh, when we read 1984 Mm -hmm. and Brave New World, those are the two books that really kind of piqued my interest in like reading stuff about that was a little bit more realistic, I guess, and realistic in the sense that it could affect me, something that could affect me. And I think reading those books really kind of changed how I viewed stuff. But that wasn't until junior, senior year, like I said. So. You started out with horror, and then you moved to dystopian stuff. So what's the pattern here? <laughs> I like that kind of drama, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Dark content. The end of the world. Well, how did it change as you became an adult and you had to start, you know, you started a family, you have a working life, you have, you know, years in college and graduate school. How did that affect your reading Well, life? not to take too much of the, the backstory time, but, like, 
speaking of my grandma, when she passed away, one of the things I remembered was uh, we would always watch this show called Cash Cab, and she just knew so much of the questions. And I said, I asked her, playing out, what? how do you know so much? And she's just like, I read. And it kind of got to me. So in college, being a history major, of course, I've read and read and, and it got to a point where it was actually fun to read when I learned actually how to. And so now it's like managing my time between, um, you know, spending time with my family as well as trying to get the reading in as well. Sometimes I sacrifice sleep for it, but it I still like to do it. So that's why it it uh, it's able to fit its way around there. OK. And. How have the books changed as you became an adult? Um, so you talked about horror, then you talked about dystopian novels. Is most of your reading nonfiction nowadays? Yes, nowadays it's more nonfiction just because I like I like the horrors, and if I still were able to go into reading fiction, I would probably still pick that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's more if I do read fiction, it's historical fiction just because I like putting those pieces together. Okay. Um, what are two or three books you'd recommend to the audience that they might find interesting to read? One of the ones that I will always, always, that's dear to my heart, it's a young adult uh, trilogy, and it's called Chaos Walking, and it's by Patrick Ness, and there's three, obviously it's a trilogy, so there's three books, but something in which, in in how he wrote, just, it spoke to me, and I, I, I've read those, that's the only book I've ever read more than three times, mm. and um, so that trilogy alone, um, but and I also think it's historical fiction, but it's called Salt of the Sea. I really like um, I really like how that's done. It's done in the form of different perspectives, which is another element that I've seen that I like reading uh, with fiction books. And so those are two that uh, we actually have in the library. So I would definitely recommend those. What about someone that thinks that all history books are boring? What's a good history book maybe for them to start with that could be a way to pique their interest in the subject? As like a nonfiction book? Yeah, nonfiction. Uh, anything by H.W. Brands, uh, only because I'm not paid by him or anything, but I always tell my students the way he writes is more narrative. So he actually has a, it's almost like you're reading a fiction book, and that's where I think anything by H.W. Brands will definitely get you started. In fact, if you were into gold, I think the uh, the Age of Gold, he does one on that. It's really good. Okay. And last, uh, what would you say if a student came up to you and said, I just don't like to read? I'd say give it a shot. The only thing is, is I, I didn't like to read at first because I was so inundated with uh, technology uh, that um, I had to give it a shot. And I think Unfortunately, I know this is going to sound weird, but being forced to read a book that eventually I found out was really good, that's what got my interest in. So I think um, give it a shot, be forced a little bit, and uh, and you might like it. Okay, last question. What are you reading next? What am I reading next? Uh, I'm reading Soldiers and Ghosts. It's about uh, the battles of ancient Rome and ancient Greece, and I'm also reading The House of Rothschild. Uh, which is about a family that is pretty prominent in wealth and seeing the myth and the reality of that. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Mishers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Book Stories, a Madera South podcast production. Please stay tuned for our next episode and keep reading.